across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Well, if it went Sky News can't do their job properly, all they had to do was say, and this is such and such a person, and that's it for the news now. But no, couldn't even be bothered doing that. So on a day when uh, we're just looking up now, because we had to turn it, uh, turn it off a second ago, but uh, uh, England have either made a massive comeback and uh, gone into extra time, or they've just lost the uh, FA, uh, the World Cup. We'll come back to that one in a minute. It did cause the uh, women's season to be postponed. The start of the women's season uh, was due today with Cambridge City, Cambridge United being our local game, but uh, uh, that wasn't to be. We will have interviews, though, with Paul Burling uh, and Darren Marjoram later on in the show. Big week for Cambridge United, a loss, uh, 2-1 loss against Stevenage and then a massive win, 2-0 against Bristol Rovers, leaving us top of the league. We're just getting through that it was uh, it was one nil unfortunately. So unlucky to the Lionesses, they don't get to be world champions, but still European champions and uh, good to get that far. Uh, multiple games as well for uh, both Histon and City. Uh, we'll be talking to uh, both Lance and to uh, Robbie later on in the show as well. We've got Matt on the line, as we usually do, and got Billy in the studio. So uh, plenty to talk about today. Um, if you want to talk to us, you can. You can text us 07919 That's 07919 Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. So if it's the women's football, if it's Histon, if it's City, if it's United, if you've got something to say, then uh, please get in touch. Uh, but as I say, we'll start, as we usually do, with United. So there we go. Uh, yes, unfortunately, the uh, women's football, uh, it's finished 1-0. Uh, so uh, the uh, dream of a World Cup uh, medal and uh, uh, world champions uh, has to wait uh, for another, what, two years till the men's one next uh, next year. We'll, we'll get there one day, honestly. We, we're, doing, we're doing better than we used to do, but not as good as we want to do. Um, OK, so uh, I'm going to get uh, Matt on the line first of all. Um, so hopefully he'll answer the phone. And as I said, we've got uh, plenty to talk about again uh, this week. Uh, not, not, not least, Matt, that we're top of the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we certainly are. At least, uh, at least for this week, anyway. But yeah, uh, you know, we're, I'm getting neck ache from having to look at the top of the table and see we're up there. <laughs> but of course it, it's worthwhile pointing out I think we were we were roughly in the same position in the opening 10 games last year and look how that one finished so we certainly won't be counting our uh, counting our chickens before they've hatched but it is it, it, it is good I mean to, to, to be there is is a fantastic to, position to be in but let's before we start talking about the success of the Bristol game let's go back to uh, um, a Steve Evans side uh, that came to the Abbey midweek we know what to expect from a Steve 
Steve Evans said, it's not pretty, but it's often uh, effective. And uh, and that's really how it proved to be. Um, I think on the night we played really well. But uh, defensively, Stevenage, uh, you know, had us had us really uh, running around after nothing. We we had a few chances, but we didn't make anything of them. Um, and as usual, a very uh, physical, combative game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, I think the issue was is you know when we got the ball on the floor and uh, you know passed it around, uh, we were we were the better team. You know, we, you could definitely see that there was a. You know, an uptake in our passing play and uh, our tempo. Uh, unfortunately, those moments, uh, you know, were few and far between during the game. And as you said, uh, Tim, you know, Stephen is a sucker you in. You know, we we, we resorted to, to long balls up to uh, Hadmay, you know, who was getting in good positions. That game was very, very isolated. And, you know, we didn't get anybody in and around him quick enough. And as you know, as soon as you get the ball up to your striker, you've got to have about three, four plays in the vicinity of him or he's going to get hounded out of possession. And, uh, you know, that, that's their style of play. Um, you know, they're going to cause a lot of teams or, you know, problems this year, Steve. And they say they are a good side. You know, they, they'll definitely be, you know, in the mix for staying up this season. You know, even a little bit more comfortable than that because of the way they play. So, um, you know, it, it was a tough evening. It, you know, it was a, a bruising physical encounter for us. Um, you know, we, we did get back into it. But, yeah, as you said, defensively, it, it was really, really bad. The first goal, it's all down to probably Danny Andrew more than, than Jack Stevens, the goalkeeper, because Danny Andrew should deal with the ball better. It's just a straight you know, free kick into the box, isn't it? And we, we should have seen now. And then to concede after you just equalise, you know, in, in the game and you potentially looking at securing a point that, you know, you just might about deserve or, you know, trying to push on to get a win, you know, it's, it's very, very soft, wasn't it? Um, but, you know, it's a really good finish, you have to say. You know, the striker took the gamble from 25 yards out and, and it's gone in the bottom corner and, you know, they, they got the win in the end. Yeah, and and it's interesting because I was uh, when we got to that point in the game. I mean, yeah, the the, the mix up. Uh, I think if if you're a goalkeeper, you'll blame the if you're you'll blame the player. If you're a player, you'll blame the goalkeeper. And I think it, it was just one of those ones. It was just a, a, an unfortunate a series of events, but it happened. And then we struggled to kind of get anywhere with it. We we picked up really. I mean, it was it was a it was a it was a good goal in the end, um, albeit a bit lucky. Um, but uh, we got back into it. And I actually I, t- I turned to, I turned to Joe and said that I think we can actually do this. And and it's like I hadn't really even finished the sentence and they'd scored it was that quick we were taken completely by surprise and I think that's you know that that's a that's a sober lesson for everyone is you've got to be switched on you you know it's it's not it's a cliche because it's true that you're you're at your most vulnerable just after you've scored but we we I mean we hadn't finished celebrating I think when that went and yeah it was a great finish and it you know at least it was it was worthy of winning the game um but you know I think I think we played well Billy what do you mean yeah, I mean, in general, I think the signs at the beginning of the season look good. Um, you know, it, you've just got to write that one off. We've got to just move on from that. And I think, you know, coming on to today's game, uh, yesterday's game, sorry, defensively, I think we looked a lot more solid. 
Um, so hopefully, you know, that's just a one-off and uh, we can move on from that. Yeah, it's, it's always interesting, isn't it? Is which, which is the one-off? I mean, you know, three three games is three games. Um, but, you know, we had plenty of those. We had what, 10 of them at the start of last season. So you kind of, you know, you're not, you're not going to get too far over uh, overexcited about it. But at the same time, I think... Matt, you can you can see a difference, uh, and Billy just said. I think the the defence is better now than it was, barring that mix up over the uh, first goal at Stevenage. But not just that. We we now we now we've been making those chances. We've been scoring those chances, and I think that's the you know with those two key things. If you superimpose that onto last year, then we probably wouldn't have had that disastrous run in the middle. And it certainly bodes well for the rest of the season, even though it's way too early to be thinking about where we're going to finish up. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, d- defensively having having Michael Morrison and um, Ryan Bennett, you you two centre halves. You, you know, no disrespect to to Greg Taylor and Jibril Okadina, who played a lot of that chunk when we were absolutely terrible last season. Um, you know, they they are an upgrade in in experience and and quality. And you know, Danny Andrew, he's come in. He's, he's slowly getting better. He's not quite you know, hit the heights just yet, but, you know, he's, he's slowly getting out. I thought, I thought he had a better game yesterday than what he had done in, in previous games. Um, Liam Bennett, I mean, you know, he's, he's been an absolute revelation since he came back, you know, from the low at Walsall, you know, and they just justified Mark's decision in, you know, sending him there for, for six months last season. You know, he, he's been a, you know, a, a top, top right back since he's come back. And, um, you know, the only fear probably for, for, for us is, you know, is he going to suffer burnout at some point? You know, we will need to rest him and, you know, perhaps put somebody else in there for, a, you know, a game or two just to give him a little bit of a rest. But, you know, he, he runs forever and he and he's a fighter and, he, you know, he never gives up. And, you know, I'd be shocked if, you know, there are other clubs, uh, you know, not looking at him right now. But, you know, the top end, there's, there's a little bit more about us. You know, there's a little bit more movement. It's a little bit more of direct speed, you know, going out, uh, you know, at the defenders, you know, uh, physically we're we're a lot lot better, you know. Gaffan had made, you know, as much as as we love Joe Ironside, you know, he, he's a little bit more mobile, but he's got that physical presence as well. Whereas Joe was just, you know, sort of the ping the ball into him and hold it up, and then we've got to try and work off him from there. So. You know, and it gives us a good outlet. And then you've got the, the players behind us. I mean, you know, me and you, Tim, have, have been banging on about Jack Lancaster, you know, for ages and his his creative play and, you know, giving him a fair chance. And, you know, he, he looks a really good player this season. And then you've got, you know, Sully Kai Kai, Elias Kachunga, you know, both got goals, uh, you know, recently for Jiriok and Abire's come off the bench and he's got a goal. You know, and we're still waiting for that elusive James Brophy goal, which might come at some point again soon. So, you know, it's, but yeah, there, there, there are lots of attacking options. There are lots of players. Yeah, they're a bit like for like at times. But, you know, it, it's good to see that our passing play and, you know, our, our movement up, up the top is, is a lot, lot better. And, you know, we've got some really good players here. But as we know, Tim, you know, the problem is some of them are... are quite injury prone and it's about what we do once those if those players get injured and uh, you know we suffered a little bit last year 
and we can't afford to really suffer from it this year, even though you know they're a step up in the quality that than what we had last season. Yeah, having quality players injured doesn't make you a better team any more than having crappy players. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I can say that on the radio now, thanks to the clash. But uh, uh, I, I, you know, it, it doesn't make you any better if you've got ba- if you've got good players or bad players on the uh, injury table because they're not playing. But it, it is interesting. Uh, I mean, uh, you look at you look at the players, and I think it's the style of play of the front of the front players now that fits together much better. It was kind of like going. It was going. When, we remember when Sam and uh, Sam Smith and uh, and, uh, and Joe Anside started to play together, and they fed off each other. And you could put the ball into him, knowing that it was going to come out to Sam Smith or come forward to Sam Smith, and and then we get more chances, although that we didn't often score them. But uh, whereas uh, towards the end of his time, you know, Joe, he kind of stagnated. He couldn't really do a lot with the ball. He could pick it up and he could hold it up, but then there was no one for him naturally to to, to play the ball to. So it kind of felt that until you know at the end we see Sam Smith come back and start to score goals again but I agree with Liam Bennett and I, and I think it's really interesting is that everyone's saying you know, you know, Mark should take a good hard look at himself and see what what a disaster loaning him out to uh, to, to Walsall was because of you know what he could have done for the club and you think, but he's only that player that he is now because he was loaned out to Walsall and got regular football. Um, and it's I think it's just one of those things that you know some some football fans and I don't want to alienate people, but you think you know do you actually understand the way the game works? You know, you, you send people out to get to to get developed. My only complaint yesterday with uh, Liam Bennett and it, I, I praised his defending the week before someone needs to get well, they need to get him out on the training ground on uh, Monday morning or Tuesday morning whenever they go back and, and, and cross balls from one side of the pitch to the other in the air uh, and watch him run up to that player because at least four times the player just turned and had gone past Liam Bennett without Liam Bennett actually having a chance to get to it and I was just thinking hold off a little bit see what happens because that's like a it's a schoolboy error and it just it just needs to be uh, kind of shown shown the error of his ways on that one it did look a bit strange at times but uh, f- for me I mean the fact that okay we, we you know t- we've got we've got we are top of the league, and, and, that, and no one can take that away from us. But more importantly, it's what seven goals um, now, which is I think it took us about. Well, I think that was more than we scored in the entire middle third of the season last last year. And more importantly, three clean sheets. Uh, and even when we lose, we, it's by the odd goal. So I think that in itself speaks volumes about you know where that's likely to leave us, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as you say, three clean sheets uh, is always good. Uh, you, you probably had the stats off the top of your head, but I can't remember how many clean sheets we had at this time uh, last season. But, you know, Jack Stevens come in. You know, I think he's looking really good. I think he's had a good start. Um, you know, some excellent one-on-one saves uh, from both games, that has to be said. Um, you know, looks a really good upgrade on, on Demi Mitoff, I have to say. And, um, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, if we can keep it tight at the back, which, we, you know, we have been doing, you know, with those three clean sheets and it looks like we're going to do, you know, it's a basis to build on. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, especially when we were very, very poor last season, um, you know, as soon as the opposition scored a goal, you knew that we'd struggle to get back into the game this year. You probably feel, you know, sort of at least 70, 80 percent confident that we'll, get a goal at some point and put some pressure on the opposition trying to get back into the game. So, 
yeah, you know, it, it's all good signs. But, you know, as we know, Tim, you know, it's all sunshine and roses now, but there's going to become hard months and, you know, the, the pitches are going to get heavier and the, the niggling injuries are going to get kick in and, you know, people will get ill as well, of course, and, you know, fall out of form. And it's about those moments this season where, we, you know, we'll find out, you know, how good we really, really are. But, you know, we, we've got to keep working hard at the end of the day. And I think Mark wants to get a couple of more bodies in online, which, you know, I'm pleased to hear about because I think we're going to need those people, you know, for up until about January time he's talking, which is there's no issue with that. And those players need to be used and they need to become options for us as well. So, yeah, you know, as I say, this season, you know, we're, we're learning things. We're playing, you know, better football for now. You know, we're a lot more solid than what we have been. And, uh, yeah, long may it continue because uh, it'll be a more fun show every if we keep doing what we're doing, won't it? It certainly will be. I think it was it was the start of October before we got three clean sheets, uh, I think, last year from what I can just see on there. Um, but, yeah, I, I, and and I think that, you know, people, people will go away and celebrate and they'll be happy about it. Um, but I think the, the the performances are obviously what we've got to judge the team on. Mark's saying exactly what he said last year and exactly what he said the season before. He says he's don't even talk about it until 10 games in because that's the point at which you start to see how things might settle out. But then even then, as we found out, things can change rapidly uh, uh, during the season. So, you know, th- there are a few things that, you know, we know for sure, which is that we're going to get injuries. Uh, the, there's other things we know for sure. People will uh, moan and whinge and eat, moan and whinge and, uh, and rage even uh, cheer in equal capacity uh, on alternate weeks almost. I mean, we had the, the social media went mental on Tuesday evening about the Stevenage game and how poor we were. And then, of course, we're celebrating being top of the league on Saturday. And that's just the way it seems to go with us. Um, the Bristol Rovers game, for me, uh, again, it was just another one of those really, really solid performances. We, play, we played a good team, uh, Billy, but uh, uh, and we had a really good time of it. Yeah, and I think we thoroughly deserved our win. I mean, Bristol Rovers came with a style of play. We came with a game plan and we executed it perfectly. You know, we frustrated them. A couple of little hairy moments, but in general, felt very comfortable, very happy, and I think a well-deserved win. Yeah, I think I think it was, and I think uh, it, it, it's interesting that you know we got, I think it was six thousand, about six thousand seven hundred. I think they said was the was the crowd. So even though it, you know it's not it's not one of the plum ties necessarily, we still get first of all a lot of people travel from Bristol and good mm. good, good good for them. Um, but the home attendance, it was only really the open habin end that we don't normally uh, occupy um, that wasn't that wasn't really full. And then we're going away to um, uh, Leighton Orient coming up in a couple of weeks. That's already sold out. You already can't get tickets for that. Um, and that that is obviously, you know, that's that's what the club wants more than anything, that the success brings people in because then that brings revenue in mm-hmm. and then that potentially gets ne- better signings in, in the transfer windows and, and, and better performance on the pitch. You know, everything leads to everything else kind of thing. So the, the club must be really pleased with what they're seeing um, even at this stage of the season in terms of what's likely to happen. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be good to see that stay stay up, you know, wet, wet night in 
February on a Tuesday evening um, against, you know, Northamptonshire or someone like nothing. You know, Northampton's going to be one of those ones where I don't know whether I don't know whether that's where we're playing him. But if it was, we might not get too big a crowd for that. And I still think, obviously, the uh, um, uh, Papa John's Trophy will have zero people going to it as it normally does. But uh, uh, that's again, that's the that's the nature of that particular competition. But. If you had to pick someone out, Matt, uh, at this stage of the season, who do, who do you think is the most improved player that you've seen so far? Uh, probably George Thomas, because we've actually seen more of him than uh, what we did last season, because he spent most of it injured. But, um, you know, for, for me, I, I think he's he's been really, really good in that deeper uh, playmaking role. You know, picks the ball up. Uh, you know, for, for not the tallest player on the pitch, you know, he's, A, he's incredibly strong, and B, he carries the ball really really well and um you know I, you know he's got a good tackle on him as well and um you know he, he links up really well he like as I say I, I like the way he carries the ball to him he likes to carry the ball forward he likes to link up with with jack he likes to you know link up with well it was psycho at the time but you know it's, it, you know it's really kai kai and kuchunga uh, you know getting the ball into you know the hadley's feet as well and you know moving off that and you know i'm I like the player that we've got there. You know, it, it, obviously there was a lot of question marks because you know we, we did barely see him last season, uh, even though he did score you know an important goal for us away at Accrington, but we didn't see enough of him. Um, so you know, I've been thoroughly impressed with him. Thought he was a uh, you know naturally a little bit unlucky to not get man of the match yesterday. Obviously, for he was going to get it because he came on and scored the opening goal, didn't he? So. You know, but I think you know there was a you know there's a bit of a you know a, you know a voting issue there because they were just looking for somebody to make the difference. But you know, I thought it was excellent yesterday. I thought it was excellent Tuesday night as well. Really drove us forward when it, it, it was tough, you know, to get space and you know Steve which had the the low block in as well. And um, you know, I've been thoroughly impressed with him so far. And as I say, as long as he he stays injury free, I think he's going to be an absolute key player for us this season. Yeah, and I think Steve Evans would would agree with you in the way that they uh, they tried to mark him out the game and and, and largely succeeded uh, in the Stevenage game. And I think even even in the Bristol game, they were being very careful when he moved forward uh, to not commit to him. And I think that's that, that's a true measure of how well you're doing. It's like you know, was was Joe Ironside successful by the fact that people just double marked him? Yeah, to a certain extent, it obviously was. He was a strong player at the start of the season, and now we're seeing that with George Thomas. Hopefully, though, he can you know he's got the advantage that I think he can release the ball so if he's tying up two people release the ball and and, and you, you know you've you've got that advantage so i think i, I agree i think he's probably uh um, you know, has probably been the most improved player, um, albeit as you say, we didn't see him much. I think the, the other the other one that's in, uh, impressed me, obviously, is goalkeeper Evans. Evans, yes, I've got. It. I was just thinking, that. is that the right name? Stevens. Stevens. Steven. I was going to say that didn't sound right when I said it. I thought that's Evans. <laughs> Jack Stevens. Uh, I think you know everyone was worried that uh, you, you lose Dimi Mitov, and it's going to be. And, and uh, you, I think the interesting thing is it'd be interesting to get your view on this, Matt. That that because you always said that uh, the, the thing that worried you about Dimi was he wasn't very good at uh, running out and collecting the ball in the air and I think what we've seen with uh, with Stevens is that first of all he can punch like uh, like a, 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 a re- yeah he does he, he does
does love a punch. It's one of those things, and he's very good at it as mm. well. Um, he manages to clear the ball far enough so that it's not an immediate threat when it comes back. Um, but he made what probably two or even three game-winning saves, mm. um, uh, you know, over the last couple of matches. And I think you know that's that's what you want at the back with the, with the, the defense improving. If you've then got a keeper as well that's uh, that's you know playing playing as well as he is so far, and you know you've got Mannion there as as a backup number two who had such a good middle of the season last time round, then I think it all really uh, bodes well. So on then to uh, this week um, uh, first time so far we've got a break obviously in the play uh, from uh, uh, Tuesday, uh, Saturday Tuesday game um, so uh, we won't be playing again now until Saturday uh, when we've got Leighton, Leighton Orient yeah Leighton Orient They've changed, they keep changing their fixture list on the uh, on the website to look a little bit different so obviously um Hang on a second. Oh, August the 26th. Yes, it is next. <laughs> I'll get there in the end. Um, f- uh, full house, obviously, for the away end. Like I said, that's going to that's be really good. And uh, uh, it's always one of those nice grounds to travel to, relatively easy to get to. Uh, always a great atmosphere. It'll be good for us because there'll be a lot of people there. And, and, and really a game that, you know, we want, we, want to, we want to maintain this before we go into the televised game against Reading, which is obviously going to be a bit more of a, a, bit more of a challenge potentially um, with the excellent players that they've recruited mm. over the summer. <laughs> All of them from us, but there you go, even if one of them's not playing. So, uh, are you going down to the uh, Leighton game, Matt? Yeah, I've I've got my ticket. Uh, there's a there's a good, quite a big group of us going Saturday. So, you know, always a good away day at Leighton Orient next week. Uh, you know, going to make a weekend of it as well. So, but it's it's going to be a tough game. It has to be said They're you know, they they are a good side. I know their, you know, their form probably doesn't tell it. Um, you know, they've had a tough start to the season. They've got a lot of injuries as well. And, and I think they're the kind of team um, that will improve once all those those players are back and uh, are match fit for them. You know, uh, they, they I think they won the league last year, didn't they? I think they won the league too. And they, and they were quite convincing in doing it as well. And, um, you know, we're going to have to be on our game from the word go. You know, they, they have got some good players still. Um, you know, they, they've missed a few chances. But they, you know, they don't keep too many clean sheets. I think yesterday was their was their first one in, in four games. And that was away at Blackpool. So, you know, that's a decent result for them as well. So, you know, we, we know what to expect. I'm sure we'll have watched them. And, um, you know, but if we, if we play as well as we can, you know, we'll, we'll make it as difficult for them as, as, we, as we can do. And, you know, when the chances come, and I'm sure we will get chances Saturday, we, we've, we've got to take them. And, you know, we've got to put them under pressure from the first whistle because it's, it's always a good game down there, you know. And if I remember rightly, the last time we played them was just before the, the pandemic hit as well, which we lost. So we actually owe them, a, you, know, a, you know, a defeat there, really. Yeah, it was one it, actually. Yeah, that's weird. I just suddenly I, I now recall that game completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one game I, I got Marlin, to see him actually. Scored. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that, listen, people will be talking about that one then. Um, okay, so well, Matt, thanks very much for uh, joining us. We'll uh, catch you again next week. Cheers. Take, take care.
So there we go, uh, Leighton Orient on Saturday. And I, I was just looking at the fixture list, actually, and if you look at it, I mean, September's a, a real hard month, and it's going to take... I mean, that's when the to the 10 games where you can start to think about how things might t- go on, because oh, there's what? That's, a, that's of course, an EFL game. Uh, sorry, a Papa John's game, mm. too. Four, so there's five games. So we'll be nine games in by the end of September. We've got Reading on the first Monday, then we've got Wickham on the Saturday, Peterborough in midweek in the uh, Papa John's trophy, uh, then Wig. Um, who are obviously you know down at the bottom end of the league, but only because of the points deduction. Port Vale, who seem to go from <laughs> sublime to ridiculous <laughs> every week. It's funny the way they they just get. But it must frustrate fans beyond belief that. And then Derby County, and then into October, we've got Barnsley before the second televised game. Burton Albion. It's interesting. <laughs> Joe was saying at the weekend is I, I get I get Reading Cambridge as an EFL game, mm. but of course the Burton Albion game is away, so they've picked. Burton Albion to be the. Te- I'm not. I'm not sure that Burton Albion versus Cambridge. Is, I mean, it's great to have televised games. I'm not going to knock it, but I'm not sure that Burton versus Cambridge is necessarily the one you'd pick. Although, to be fair. The, the the end of the last se- the end of the last season where we were looking for all of these wins and we, and we went away and we didn't win at Burton it was a good game so uh, perhaps they picked it on the back of that one but the fact that we've got two televised games where we didn't get a single televised game I don't think last season so suddenly to have two and the money that goes with that is fantastic yeah no it's it's great and uh, also <laughs> it means that you if you can't make them the really long away <laughs> trips you you can't actually watch them well it, it, it's really interesting because because this is what this is what people say is that you know oh, at least now we can watch it at least now we can watch it because it's a, a monday night game yeah but mm. if it wasn't on telly it wouldn't have been a monday night game no. therefore you'd have watched it live but uh, yeah anyway that's the way it goes it, it is good to see us uh, getting games on the telly because um, i think we deserved them last season especially towards the end they, they should have really shown the uh, accrington cambridge mm. game the end of the season that have that have landed a really good one then because i think that was a key game but uh, it is what it is and uh, we are so uh, yeah uh, peterborough of course in the um, uh, the papa john's trophy um away uh, at uh, away in peterborough so uh, It'd be interesting to see how many people go. I suspect it won't be a huge... Although, it's, it's, you, you've got this conflict, haven't you, in, yeah. in the Papa John's? You don't want to see the Papa John's trophy, but you want to go and shout at Peterborough. So, it'll be interesting to see how many people actually travel to that one before, the, again, the following week, a nice long journey up to Wigan, um, which happens to coincide with my son going back to university, so I'm, I'm using that as a way of doing it. So. <laughs> um, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk uh, non-league football. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So we're up to uh, two games in the league uh, in uh, the uh, northern the, the Midlands division of the Northern Premier League. Uh, step four of football, Cambridge City, uh, um, nicely placed. Like well placed last year uh, towards the bottom end of the table but didn't really necessarily struggle a lot um, towards the end of the season. Now obviously looking to improve, uh, they've improved the strength of their squad over the summer and that seems to be a regular feature obviously at uh, City. Um, they had a good opening game 
game of the season um, for uh, for themselves with a win and uh, then came yesterday oops let's click on the right one it came yesterday um, to play against uh, Newmarket but prior to that that was in the uh, the FA Cup preliminary round so it was Gresley 3-2 win they had Harbour Town um, and Harbour have been tipped to be one of the sides in this league um, strengthened well they've got opposition uh, they, they've got players who've played at all different levels including uh, oh, the guy from Peterborough um, Tom oh, what's his name Tomlin isn't it yeah Lee Tomlin who played at Peterborough so they've got uh, you know league league players in there albeit uh, on, on their on the way down but uh, still still really good additions in there tipped to be a really strong side uh, within the league um, and they got an early goal uh, they then capitalised uh, then uh, sorry City came back on them but then two goals uh, within 20 minutes the first one just after the half time break uh, from Paul Malone really did for City in terms of the final score as you'll hear in a second I spoke to Robbie this morning and he was uh, quite upbeat about uh, the game um, and uh, then we'll also then go on to talk about the uh, new market game which was it's always an interesting one when you play FA Cup games against teams that you're expected to beat easily um, uh, and in this time they actually did it 4-1 winners they ran out against Newmarket Town in the first preliminary round which now as we, as we hear in the interview I think it's given them about 2,500 in prize money across those two rounds so again a huge thing for City as their uh, expenses with a stadium are obviously uh, um, huge compared to the revenue they're bringing in with ground sharing of virtually zero so that will be a welcome thing let's listen to what Robbie had to say then um, in, this morning when I spoke to him so Robbie had midweek game against Harborough. I, I guess it was wasn't what you wanted after the uh, success of the opening game of the season. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think look, we we actually performed really, really well for fifty-five minutes. We were very, very good. First, you know, we conceded the early goal. Struggled to get to grips with their the size of their team and the way they played certainly on an Astro. Um, they're very direct and very aggressive. And when you've got a 16 and 17-year-old centre-back partnership, it was very difficult for those two. But, you know, once we got to grips with what they had to offer, we were very good. And, you know, spoke to their manager, assistant manager, as we were walking in at half-time, and they were very, very complimentary of how good we were. And, you know, went in one all, but probably could have been two, three, one to the good. And yeah, we just conceded straight after half time, which, which knocked the stuffing out of us, gave them that little bit of encouragement and, you know, that they needed. And they saw the game out and, you know, we tried to chase the game and tried to change one or two things. And it just, you know, we, we sort of three sort of mistakes that have cost us really. But, you know, because of the age of the back four and to ex- be expected, but I thought they conducted themselves very well for, for the ages that they are against the players that they're playing against. You know, we're, we're talking about a team that have got experience of step two, step one, even football league, you know, bringing on Lee Tomlin, ex-Peterborough. So it was, a, it was a great test for us, but, you know, there was lots of positives to be sort of had from that game and, you know, and it sort of, it sort of almost set us up for yesterday. Yeah, you, you come into yesterday, obviously, and the, the difficulty is that on paper it's a game you should you should uh, should win relatively easily. So you know, getting down to it and concentrating on that game, but a, a really good, solid performance and a great result. 
Yeah, it, it, it was a great performance in terms of, you know, where they've been. You know, they've, they've just come off the back of two excellent results, big win the previous week. So, you know, we, we knew that the first 20 minutes was going to be difficult and credit to, to Newmarket. They came out and, you know, they, they put us under an immense pressure and we were grateful to Joe Welsh in goal that, you know, he's probably pulled off two very good saves for us. And then we got a foothold in the game, controlled it, scored a very good goal, Scott Bridges. And, and then we just sort of eased ourselves into it a bit more. You know, you, games like that are always, you know, people were turning up expecting us to get beaten. You know, it's one of those games where, you know, they're on top of their league, doing really well. You know, they've strengthened very well in the summer. And, you know, Michael and, and Wayne have got a, a good group there that, like I said to him after, I think you'll be at the top of step five without a doubt. They're aggressive, they're powerful, pace, got a lot of good things that, you know, you sort of look to build your team around and they've got that in abundance throughout their squad and, you know, to, to win 4-1 and, and to do it the way we did certainly second half was was great and, and there was some real good football second half, you know, we, we sort of moved them around and they at times couldn't, couldn't handle what we had to offer, which was the difference between the two steps were quite, you know, it was good to see at times because, you know, we we did sort of move it really well and and they they had real sort of no answer to what we were doing. But you know, for us, you know, being in the next round, a bit more prize money, um, it's massive for us, really. Yeah, as you said, you talked about this last week. It was uh, just over, I think, eleven hundred for the first for the first FA Cup game, and a bit more for this round, nearly fifteen hundred. So already, a, you know, a good price pot uh, in the club, and obviously looking to uh, progress further. Yeah, absolutely. And the draws tomorrow. You know, we're we're hoping for a they'll be kind, and we haven't got to travel miles. So we just yeah, like we we just want to. If we can get a home tie, it'd be great. We don't seem to get many home ties in the FA Cup these days, but you know, hopefully we can get a home tie and we can get a few fans in and we can sort of hopefully progress as far as we can. But you know, we, you know, it's, like you say, it's, the prize money is massive and it just helps everything tick along while we're trying to get sourced and finished. And so, yeah, it, we, you know, we, we want to keep this group together as long as we can because we know that there's a lot of potential within it and we just want to, can we get through to another two rounds maybe and, and generate, you know, sort of, because the money goes up quite a lot over the next couple of rounds. So, you know, that's what we're, we're looking for. And then, you know, look, we're back to league action Tuesday. So, you know, we haven't got time to, to think about the FA Cup. It's, it's the league's the bread and butter and, you know, we've got a tough, tough game against Corn Tuesday. Yeah, and it's actually a busy week, yeah. isn't it? Because you've got the uh, Tuesday, Saturday, and then the Monday game. Um, three games in uh, eight days. Yeah, and, and against teams that, you know, corner promoted from last season, and then Loughborough away, and then we're at home to Spalding, who have, you know, they've spent an awful lot of money over the summer and recruiting a lot of players from step two, step three. So, yeah, it'll be a very, very tough, tough period for us. But, you know, we've, we've got a... Uh, bit of strength in depth now we've got players coming back from injury um so we're, we're we're looking forward to it 
Yeah, and I think it's always one of those difficult ones. Like I say, if you've you've got to, you've got to beat the teams that you're expected to beat in the FA Cup, but uh, the FA Cup is full of uh, upsets, as Newcastle will tell you from last season. Um, you know, so you can't take anything for granted. And sometimes players look at games like that and think, you know, well, it, it's an easy game. We don't need to put quite the effort in. We've got a busy week next week, as as was pointed out. Um, a lot of because of the well, I suppose it doesn't affect the, the fixture move to Monday. Actually, gives them an extra day uh, before they play, but. Uh, 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 three hard games, Corn, which, which <laughs> sorry, excuse, excuse my ignorance. I, I really thought it was uh, changed to change the name for marketing purposes because they were perhaps being sponsored by Corn. But it's uh, a town in Northampton, and they'll probably get very upset if they could hear this because they are a, uh, a village in their own right. Uh, so they're playing Corn at home on uh, Tuesday um, which I might go down to actually um, and then they've got Loughborough Dynamo which is always a difficult game although uh, they've started uh, in the same vein uh, as they did last year I think they did uh, their first few games were poor before they really picked up they've only got one draw so far out of the two games and then Spalding who uh, as before uh, are uh, you know are going to be there or thereabouts uh, they've spent a lot of money as uh, Robbie pointed out so some interesting uh, games coming up but they're in the FA Cup the draw tomorrow hopefully a good draw for them and hopefully they can make a run of it um you know they they've spent a lot of money kevin satchel spent a lot of money on uh, the ground still not finished still looking to move in and would hope that uh, you know they can start to recoup some money on there okay we'll uh, take a, a very quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about histon across the city and south cambridgeshire cambridge 105 radio from the terraces on cambridge 105 radio When we come back, uh, we'll be talking about all things Histon. So there you go. Uh, Histon, again, a a, a torrid start to the season, um, as you may have seen if you're a Histon fan, or no, you'll know it if you're a Histon fan. You may have seen it if you're not a Histon fan. Um, Up until uh, yesterday, no points on the board from four games. Uh, Yesterday, uh, managed to get a a point against Cookno. So they went up to uh, Wellingborough, who, again, are expected to be uh, at the top end of the uh, table um, one of the better teams in that league uh, and Cookno, who last year had a really good season this year haven't started quite as well but uh, after the Odeby game again it, it, and, and Lance refers to this in the interview uh, a season where so far and again small number of games in they're just they're not able to put together a good game they can put a good 15 minutes a good half hour a good half even um, they can go up, they can pull back, but ultimately uh, keep on conceding goals um, and uh, not get into where they want to be. Uh, a very honest interview, uh, a very surprise answer in the middle of this, but a very honest interview from uh, Lance uh, this morning. So this is what Lance had to say about uh, uh, the uh, games this week and progress so far. Lance, it's been uh, a busy week for you. It was uh, Wellingborough away early on in the week. Um, one of the uh, favourites potentially to uh, head the league this year. Um, and uh, they scored early, scored again uh, and scored again 3-0. Unfortunately, you went down there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. But it was a promising performance. It was um, the game before OB. We were lacklustre. We didn't really show any kind of initiative in the game itself. And I think that... Tuesday night was a big game for us because obviously playing a side that, uh, like you say, one of the favourites to win the league, to go there and not, or to give a performance like against Obi would have been dangerous. Um, so the players knew that, they reacted and 
forward, like you say, we went behind after two minutes, uh, but I thought the reaction was superb. For the next 20, we actually bossed the game and we kept good possession of the ball, used it well and, and actually hurt them. And then, obviously, they scored against the runner play to make it 2-0 because they had pace in the tag. And then we, we kind of dominated before the end of the first half again. And the second half started in the same sort of vein where they started brightly. We then got back into the game. We had a penalty with, with Ryan Towner at 2-0. And when it's not going for you, these sort of things happen. The penalty was saved. It wasn't a great penalty by all accounts. And then we had one cleared off the line, hit the crossbar, and then they get a breakaway goal when they're down to 10 men. So, But the performance, even though we lost 3-0, was actually encouraging. And, and that showed again yesterday. And then middle of the week, you were brought in a couple of additions. You had Miles Smith, who uh, uh, came in, and also Efrahim Romanos. Uh, that were those additions because of the way in which the season uh, uh, started? Uh, yes, yes and no. I think it's a case of the, <clears throat> the, the squad that we've had, or got, the players we have, like Ed Rolf, Danny Gould, and even Rob Brody to a degree, that have come back in, that haven't had really a good pre-season as such. Danny Gould probably had the better of the three, but they're all carrying knocks and they're not quite match sharp. And um, like Danny Gould again came off the bench yesterday for about 20 minutes. And we have to be careful with him. Um, I think that's the reason why also, but also to shake it up because we haven't been playing greatly. We put halves together, but we can't put a game together. And I thought against Wellingborough, we did that. And so to add two faces to it, just jigs the whole camp up. And I think they knew that was coming. Um, we're under a lot of pressure, as we've said before. So we have to make, you know, make it make it be seen that we're, we're trying to change things. And yesterday, those two came in and made a big impact for us. Yeah, as you say, I mean, a, a big in- impact. It was uh, Cooknow uh, away on Saturday. I was t- talking to, to a fan a fan yesterday evening. Uh, by all accounts, a really, really good game. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, I, I suppose a, a draw was probably a fair result. But we, I think we just shaded it. It was a, it was a competitive game. It was end-to-end at times. We put Max York up front, which, you know, we've been toying with the idea for a while because we need a big number nine that can hold the ball up. And he did that beautifully for us. Yesterday. And then to boot, he scored a wonderful goal. And I just thought that the way we competed for the whole 90 yesterday, you know, for 96, 97 minutes, whatever it was, I just thought was was it showed that we're moving in the right direction. Yes, it was only a point, um, but we're off the mark and hopefully we can, they're moving in the right direction. Again, I mean, it's, we talk, we spoke about this at the start of the season. The difficulty is coming off the back of what was a, a, a successful season last year. You you reached exactly where you wanted to be, where the plan was. This year, the plan was obviously to uh, try and at least make it into the the playoff spots, and it really hasn't started. Uh, obviously, the way in which you'd want to just a single point after those five games. You've bought in players. I, I, is there any sense of panic at the moment in the club? Uh, yes, I won't lie. I think, you know, if, if if truth be told, we've been given four or five games to sort it out. And if we can't sort it out, then our jobs are probably on the line. Uh, we know that. Uh, we understand that. It hasn't been a good enough start for the club as a whole. But, you know, that we have that backing. Uh, the chairman is very happy with our performance yesterday. So we just have to try and move forward. And like you say, the playoffs is still our aim. You know, we, we still don't think, that we, you know, like last year, we had a great run. So there's no no way, what reason why we can't do that again this year. Um, but we need to get on the front foot very quickly. And I thought yesterday's performance, along with Tuesday night's defeat at Wellingborough, were big strides in, in moving in the right direction and showing us you know, that what we are capable of doing and how we can compete against these teams. So, as as a manager, I mean that 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 that's obviously uh, news that you know filters down to the players and uh, and they understand the position they're in as well. How do you calm people down? It must be difficult. Some of them, some of very young players in the team uh, who may be starting to you know panic and and let that get the better of them in the game. How, how do you manage to calm them down and and direct them forward? 
Well, we, we we try not to make too much of it. We just we just try to make sure that just to make sure that we can you know make them composed on the actual day. We have to make sure that they are in the right frame of mind, and, and we we don't dwell on what's happening to us. Um, obviously, we, we've made them aware that obviously they're playing for their shirts now. Because obviously, if we were to go, then it's even a bigger stake for them to play for their shirts. But we, when it comes to game day, we we, we don't really talk about that. We talk about the, the game in hand, the, the job in hand. And like I say, yesterday they did that. Everyone, everyone that came on the pitch or started yesterday did their job. So I don't think there's any real pressure on them because I think once you cross the right line, Tim, actually, you, you forget about all that. You just get on with it. And uh, a break from uh, league football uh, next Saturday. You've got the FA Vars game against uh, Great Yarmouth Town. Um, obviously, the difficulty there, they're, they're a league below you. You're expected to do well. It's a good it's a good place for you to to, to forget about the, the the woes in the league and and potentially bring some money into the club. Um, are you looking forward to that one? Yeah, we are. I mean, I think, like you say, all, all the above that you just said, you know, it's, there's no, no points at stake. Yes, it's the FA Vars. We want to do well in it this year. Uh, we feel we have a good enough squad to do well in it. So, a way to... OK, they're, they're going very well in their league. They're flying high. It won't be easy going to the Arms. It never was when we won the league that year. Um, but, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And like you say, it, there's less pressure on the game itself because no points at stake. But from a management point of view, it's very important that we win the game. So, that'll be our mindset. That'll be our goal. And hopefully, we can produce that next Saturday. Yeah, I can say very honest, and Lance is is is. You can always say he's honest about where they're at in terms of uh, the, the the league and and how things are going. And you know, I, I expect it to be fobbed off with no. Of course, there's no panic. This is four games in, and and I think it's it's very interesting to hear, you know, to hear him talk about that and and, and how you know what what the perception is and and how they handle that perception because obviously, I mean. Given where they were, like I said in the interview, given where they were last season, with it wasn't a great start, to be fair. So let's put it into perspective. It wasn't quite as bad as this, but it wasn't great. But it was that. It was that. It was towards the the last, the last half of the season, perhaps a bit before there was a big period of um, postponed games in the middle around Christmas time. Um, it was just before that, and just then for the latter half of the uh, season. Where things suddenly started to come good, so you know, I think I think Lance is. It's interesting that he still talks about the air target is absolutely still promotions, um, and uh, you know, it's it's not unrealistic, but it, it but it is interesting to hear him talk about you know the, the the problem that exists, and you can't brush it under the table, the the change in form, that the the complete arrest in momentum uh, between last season and this season, uh, obviously strengthen the side, um, which uh, which can be a good thing, um, uh, you know, they've got. They brought some experience in there. Um, I think Efrim uh, 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 Romanos is uh, coming in. He's on dual registration from Royston Town, where he played. I think he played at March. Uh, yeah, March the season before that. Um, uh, but Han hasn't played at uh, um, Royston so far, which obviously then opens him up to dual registration. Um, that will be good. Uh, and then um, you got Mal Smith, who's played at Bridge Road a couple of times. Um, but uh, it should be uh, some some a good addition to the team, and I think we'll bring in some experience that uh, that they're they're going to need as they go through this kind of crisis period. Um, and hopefully it will. Hopefully uh, things will start to come good, and we'll we'll you know we'll see an uplift in us. And hopefully it starts with the FA Vars again. Prize money at this level, it's not huge uh, at the moment. It gets it does get re- relatively okay in the middle. I think about five or six hundred pounds for uh, the first round or the first of these preliminary round wins um but 
anything is obviously going to be a, a, better, a plus there. So, um, OK, let's take a very short break and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, the uh, women's football. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So as we said, the uh, uh, season, the, the FA, strangely, the FA made a decision not to uh, postpone the season, uh, even though they knew the World Cup final was on. And I suppose it's reasonable if there's no, if, if England weren't going to get there, there would be less interest in it. Um, so they decided they weren't going to postpone the start of the season. Then when England made it there, you'd think they'd immediately announce, okay, the, the start of the season is going to be postponed. There's generally lots of gaps in the women's te- women's leagues to, to fit games in. So it's not exactly a huge problem logistically for them. But they decided not to they decided to put it in the hands of the clubs um, which is uh, interesting because obviously that then leaves it up to the sides to argue it out uh, but in the end a, a sense prevailed and although it was 11 o'clock kickoff, it was obviously it wasn't going to finish till before most team half of the teams would have to travel to the ground for uh, the uh, game so decided not to be uh, I did speak to both managers um, I will play the um, uh, the Cambridge uh, City one because that was more pre-season and uh, Darren's was just more of a look at the game that was supposed to be on today and we'll talk about that next time but I spoke to Paul Burling who's the director of uh, uh, the chair of the football the women's football at Cambridge City and this is what he had to say when I spoke to him uh, this week about the pre-season about life in general for Cambridge City women so Paul we're uh, a week away from the, the, the city the city United derby opening uh, the league season it's been a mixed uh, pre-season for you won and lost games um, but how do you think you're doing at the moment it's it's been a hard pre-season uh, because we've got such a young squad um, and we're such a young club you're in the hands of parents and people are away and go on holiday so like every other club at this level we've struggled to get a consistent team on the pitch for pre-season that said we've had good numbers the last two games results have been good it's been good for the girls to stretch their legs and get back on the grass so it's it's been good to see good good to get up and running again and I guess it comes on the back of uh, what both Cambridge sides would say was a disappointed season last year. Obviously, uh, no relegation, so nothing to worry about towards the end of the season. But a change in personnel, both at the managerial level and a number of players, uh, has that left you stronger, do you think? I think going forward, we will be stronger in the longer term. Changes needed to be made on and off the pitch. And we hope that the players we're bringing in will have a hunger and a desire to do well for City and therefore themselves. We've got some people who've got some things to prove. Uh, We've got some youngsters coming through. As we've always said at at Cambridge City, our youth is our superpower. And um, we give plenty of them the opportunity to to progress through our pathway at the club. So it's exciting times ahead. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the girls in a competitive game. And what better way to start than than a derby on cup final weekend, what what turns out now. So um, it's it's a great time to be involved in women's football and, and at City in general, really. We're in a league structure that we've we've criticised a number of times over recent years with the lack of promotion opportunities, and obviously last year two teams dropping out, which made the, the kind of the, the, the clubs that weren't going to get to the top really had nothing to play for at the end of it. Hopefully this year with the influx of some good teams, uh, that should all change. Yeah, definitely. It's a, I think it's a very competitive league. Some good teams, professional clubs behind them. So we're looking forward to a good season. It's a, it's a division we need to stay in as we move forward and, and as the uh, 
building at Sawston comes to an end and we get closer to moving in, we need to be in, in the Fornal Leagues. It, the league below is a very, very competitive league and that's tough to get out of with only um, one coming up. And the Fornal League itself, South East, is very difficult to get out of. There'll be three or four strong teams in it this season and, and then the other sort of seven or eight, I think, are very equal. There'll be a lot of changes. Money is coming into the game at all levels now. And, you know, we have to be able to compete with that on and off the pitch. Obviously, as you said, it's uh, World Cup final, the uh, opening day of the season, which uh, may actually may actually detract from people coming out. But it, it must again be good for the Euros. We saw an upsurge in women's football and an interest in it, uh, playing and watching. And again, this, if, especially if they win, uh, it, it must do wonders for the women's game. Oh, it's, it's as I said a second ago, it's a great time to be involved in, in women's football. If I was a young player coming into the game now, I'd, I'd be relishing the opportunities that are going to fall at my feet if the result goes our way on, on Sunday or not you know it's it's the boom sport everybody wants to be involved everyone wants the kids playing new teams are popping up everywhere wildcat centers are popping up everywhere it's, it's a great time to be involved in the ladies game i think and with us with the center developing like it is here at sauston which we're just looking around before it's a good time as well for yourselves to pick up on that interest yeah definitely um we've always as i said previously we've always had a very strong youth club and set up and uh, we'll we'll look to strengthen that as we we continue to grow and move into sauston it's a great opportunity for both the men and women's clubs at Cambridge City to, to develop their younger teams and keep that pathway open into the first teams. In terms of the squad that you're developing, you, you kept uh, most of the players that you wanted to keep. Some of them, you, some of them unfortunately, left. Um, uh, the influx of players, is that, has that left you in a good position, both in terms of size and strength? We've certainly got a stronger bulk of players I think this uh, to start the season we've got inexperienced players uh, we've got players coming back from long-term injuries that need to prove themselves at this level we've got players that want to learn and want to progress with Cambridge City so it's it's a great time to to be involved in the club we are really looking forward to the season we think we've got more strength in depth is probably the words I'm looking for and it's yeah we look forward to to Saturday uh, uh, sorry Sunday the 20th and um, and the game against United and just finally we mentioned uh, last week on this the problem the problem is that uh, it didn't happen so uh, <laughs> I, I did it was funny actually I was talking to Darren and uh, that game was still on until like late Thursday night or even early Friday morning uh, when both sides finally agreed to postpone it um, but uh, it's good I, I was down at the uh, uh, United, the city ground uh, we'll talk to you again next if you're thinking of watering your garden soon wait the daytime heat will make it evaporate did you know the best time is in the evening after the day has cooled down in need of legal advice you can trust Woodfine Solicitors offers a range of expert and award-winning legal services whatever your problem Perhaps you've been a victim of crime, or maybe you or a loved one have been involved in the criminal justice system. Woodfinds can help ensure that you get the right representation. Our defence team are available 24-7, and we're upfront and transparent about our costs. Find out more at woodfinds.co.uk and arrange a no-obligation chat. Woodfinds. Cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio. Last year we gathered on a King's Parade for the first time. It was not a lot of us, but now it's more than 1,000 Ukrainians arrived to Cambridge. 
it stops those carbon emissions, which none of us want, for very little visual impact. It's such a good opportunity for anybody, whether you want to get into broadcasting full-time or not. And it's always nice when you see community radio being supported. 